hard conversations, difficult conversations, graphic conversations. We're going to have all of those today on the Failure Stop Breakdown. Breaking down is mainstream media trying to create a race war. We'll give you our take. We'll give you our evidence. I'm joined today with Tyler from the Anti-Hero Podcast. This is Friday, Failure to Stop Breakdown. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up, kitty up. Welcome to Failure to Stop Friday Breakdown. I am your host, Eric Tanzine. Joining with me today is Real Street Cop out of the Orlando area of Florida. Tyler from the Anti-Hero Podcast. Fairly new, but fairly regular here to the Failure to Stop Podcast channel. They have a podcast on the C-Minus Media Network called Anti-Hero Podcast. Uh, they record once a week, I believe. Uh, they have Patreon specials, but they have everything from... Uh, Oh, I don't. Well, it's it's him and a Delta Force operator. They have uh, anything about Rob O'Neill not killing Bin Laden to uh, having a guest in in studio that was a left law enforcement a porn star to famous band members who were in law enforcement that show up. All kinds of anti heroy type content, and I really enjoy it. We brought him onto the network, and now he is just kind of making his rounds on all the shows. His producer for Anti-Hero Podcast is Kindred J. Rama, who does our Tuesday Night True Crime show. So, uh, Tyler, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good, it's scary. And right now, Ghostbed, right before the Thanksgiving holiday, is offering 50% off. Five zero percent off. What? How do they make any money? I don't know, but I'm on my way right after this show, heading to Wilmington to the Drinking Bros meetup, the Hard AF Seltzer Wilmington release party. I'm on my way. I'm going with pork chops and ham hocks. Uh, you know, a locally favorite, a locally popular, a locally famous police band, I guess, if you will say that. Um, we're going to go down there and get an Airbnb, but I will not be sleeping on my ghost bed. I will be sleeping on my ghost bed pillow. Might even take my ghost bed comforter topper with me because, you know, I can't travel with my ghost bed, but I can travel with all the little extra accoutrements that come with it. Right now, head over to ghostbed.com. Use the promo code Wolfpack5. Uh, just regular. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ghostbed forward slash Wolfpack.com. And uh, take a look at all the beds, man. They got the cooling sheets, the cooling technology, 0% down, 0% financing. And that's if, if you have Orlando PD credit. So uh, head over to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. And that's it right now for our ad reads. Today's show is also minorly brought to you by officerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack. We'll give you more on that later on in the show. Right now, let's go ahead and jump into this very difficult topic. Uh, Tyler, the reason why I had to talk about this today, and this is pre-recorded because of the Drinking Bros event in Wilmington, North Carolina that is taking place today. By the way, it is Thursday. This show goes out on Friday. So I'm only one day ahead of you guys. 
Um, and then going into the Thanksgiving holiday, folks, we've got some pre-recorded episodes with Yako Buyans, the child trafficking hunter. Um, one of my favorite episodes of all time that went up on our Patreon. And that's right. If you'd like to support the show, you can join us on Patreon. Um, it's like $3 a month, something like that. But it gets you so much extra content. We've got firefighter content. We've got... Uh, Oh, corrections officer content on there. We've got some sports news content on there, all sorts of extra content. But I was able to meet with a couple of child sex trafficking hunters, worldwide global hunters, finding children, bringing them back home, finding the perpetrators, putting them to justice. We will be releasing those during the Thanksgiving holiday because I'm giving the staff the week off, basically. If they want to work, they can. I know, uh, I think everybody's pre-recording, though, I think. So uh, you can look forward to some extra content this week. But for today's show, the reason why we got to bring this up was because there are some incidents that are happening back to back to back to back that I didn't even catch. But on the X, formerly known as Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, you guys have reached out to me several messages um, about race, about anti-white rhetoric more specifically. And I've been putting it off because I don't want to talk about that because that's borderline racist to even say anti-white, right? Even saying anti-white kind of makes you feel like you're being racist. Is that just me, Tyler? Is it you, you, when you say it, you feel like you're being racist when you say anti-white. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just scary because someone's going to go, you can't say anti-white. And then there's always going to be people out there that, you're going to have to pay for it in their eyes when you say it. Not that you care, but I do care. I do care because I, I have a lot going for me. I don't want, I don't care to get canceled. It's okay. If, if somebody wants to cancel me, I think there's enough out there that you could go ahead and cancel me, but I'm not in the business of making enemies. I didn't start this channel because I wanted division. I never want to be right versus left white versus black. Um, and that's why I've always been very careful on how I cover the news because mainstream media thrives and strives off of division. They need there to be a, you're either Ukraine or you're not. You're you either Israel or you're not. You're either uh, anti-white uh, or you're a racist. They, they can't have it both ways. I can't support Ukraine while questioning the war effort itself. I can't be pro-American without questioning our war efforts in other countries. I can't be pro-Israel, but also not so much for committing war crimes. Or how about this? Just being transparent about the war crimes that you're committing. We killed, I don't, I think it was like something like 3,000 people the first week of Fallujah innocent civilians it happens in war war is hell and that's what war is about so when Russia does it to Ukraine we can't take out warrants for Putin to be a war criminal and then not take out warrants on George Bush or Netanyahu for doing the same thing I think we just have to say there's a line in the sand and when you're told to get out and evacuate. I don't care how tied you are to your home. If you don't want to get wiped off the face of the earth, then move. We did it in Germany. We did it in Fallujah. We did it in Armadi. We've done it in several Taliban villages in Afghanistan. They're doing it in Israel, and they did it in Ukraine. 
Oh, man, you know what a liberal mindset would say is, where are they going to move to? That's their home. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. You're right, though. I mean, name a war that the civilian cost hasn't been immense. Whoa, look at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, we kind of, we downplay that one a lot. (laughs) (laughs) How did I even miss that? (laughs) Yo, right? We just forget about these things. It's so hypocritical. And if you look at Israel and Gaza right now, please don't be mad at me. Let's just critically think through this. And if I'm wrong, give me pointers that show, you know, that give an argument. Because, listen, I know a lot of you, I'm about to say something, and then you're going to just call me a simp, or you're going to call me all the right things and not have a reasonable debate, which is why we started this show. It's to bridge the gap between society and culture and law enforcement and, and, and military in this case. Make us former veterans. Uh, Tyler and myself understand this, but we had, you know, uh, a casualty. Well, in this case, minor casualties in uh, Pearl Harbor. Now, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Don't real clip that and be like, Tanji called it minor casualties. Minor compared to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, okay? Like when we're making a comparison, there was an attack very much like the attack on Israel. And then we returned by wiping uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima off of the fucking grid, off of the map. Israel's doing the same thing to Gaza. It was the same sort of attack, and we made them pay dearly for it. I, as a veteran, don't have a problem with that. War is hell, and sometimes when you fuck around, you're going to find out. I don't know of another war scenario that this did not happen. I mean... If you looked up the civilian costs of World War II in Germany, it's got to be over a million. Yeah. I mean, you have to eradicate the bad guys. And the bad guys are going to hide amongst their people. No matter what war we're ever fighting, the people with bad intentions and the people that the good guys are at war with are going to embed themselves in with the populace. And in order to eradicate that problem so you're not fighting a forever war, sometimes there's going to be collateral damage, and that sucks. In the case of World War II, we're talking 38 million civilian casualties in World War II. 38 million. And that was on the bad guy's front. That wasn't even on our front. <laughs> we didn't right. even have any. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and, and so with all of this information, the media is in full propaganda effect. And I remember making the, the real... And I think it got like 56,000 views and hundreds and hundreds of comments on that reel. But it was, you're not anti-war. And the reason I said you weren't anti-war is because I was I was sitting amongst a group of civilians, non-military civilians, from both the left and the right. I couldn't tell you politically where everyone at the table aligned. There wasn't anybody overtly wearing like a stop sexualizing children style T-shirt or a, an American flag T-shirt where I could overtly say, isn't that funny, though, when somebody's wearing an ov- like overtly American attire, you know that they're conservative. Isn't that funny? Or, or somebody that's logical and you can get along with and have a conversation with. And they have but, the but like if you see you. somebody wearing a stop sexualizing children shirt, you can automatically assume they're Republican. And I don't yeah. like to choose sides. And I've said that before. And when I first started this show three years ago, I was very like apolitical. I was very like, I would bash Trump at, you know, just as much as I would bash everybody else. And I just tried to stay as, as close to the middle as I can. But because of all the research 
and information that I dive into, it really makes me understand there is some, there is a hard divide here between left and right. And it's a very strange divide to me. Again, with the sexual abuse, with child trafficking, um, not a lot of child trafficking hunters, a lot of child trafficking um, uh, people who are on the front lines like we had on Night Shift TSI podcast. We had the female here who is uh, a volunteer. She's doing a Vegas takedown. Um, last, no, it, it was last weekend she did it. I hope she's okay. Um, but they were doing a big child pedo roundup. And you can almost you know guarantee that they are from the conservative side. And that's, that's, that's odd. But in this case, I was sitting with a group of folks who I did not know politically where they aligned. And um, somebody had mentioned at the table an article about uh, now there are some allegations coming out that the Ukrainians were urinating on dead Russians and some kind of Ukrainian propaganda. Because I'm not sure that Ukraine was winning that war at any point in time or that Ukraine was able to even urinate on dead Russians. But I digress. It would be like the Taliban trying to piss on an American soldier. Probably didn't happen very much. They probably didn't get that opportunity. And if there was a dead soldier, they were shitting their pants and running the opposite direction because they knew what was coming next. Yeah. So what I heard from the table, and I hadn't spoke up yet, was, man, fuck those Russians. They deserve it. Yeah, pee on the dead. But you remember when the Americans peed on the Taliban? Those Marines, Those Marines and everybody yep, lost yep. their fucking minds. Yep. And it, so it, why is it okay that Ukrainians can piss on a Russian, but Afghan, but Americans who are trying to liberate the Afghan people from the Taliban, by the way, the Taliban are a grotesque people. They are not, they are below human when it comes to uh, the way that they treat others. It's very inhuman. Yeah, it's very barbaric, very savage. I've met the Taliban, and 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 they're not, they're not what you would like to think humans could be. It's like a whole bunch of crazy, nasty serial killers. How are they in? Uh, just side note, I've always wondered how are they in custody? Like when they're in American custody, are, do they change their tune or do they fucking? Yeah, they they're, are. They're yeah. fucking scared. Yeah. I mean, most of them, they're scared. I mean, they, it's kind of like that gang mentality. It's complete and sheer ignorance. I mean, they don't even shoot straight to begin with. You know, they shoot like over their head, just getting lucky a lot of the times. Some of them are, are, you know, very few of them are actually like real combatants that know exactly what they're doing. Um, but a lot of them, you know, I worked a case in Afghanistan where they went into a village who the Mullah, or the person who runs the village, his son had joined the Afghan National Army ranks. And some Taliban soldiers, about six of them, moved into the village, detained the Mullah and his wife and remaining kids, set their little mud hut on fire, and placed barrels full of ammunition all around it um, and let those on fire so that nobody could get close to the building to put it out Damn. and burn this guy alive Braveheart style. And we tracked down those six guys and we arrested them. And then we had a Mexican standoff with the Afghan national police who were trying to kidnap the Taliban from us saying that they were for their custody and not ours. And we knew that we had to give them over, but we also knew that the Afghan national army was so corrupt that they were going to release these Taliban soldiers. Yeah. And so, you know, um, 
you know, when we talk about war crimes, those are real war crimes. And when those guys go back to their villages, their women and their children all celebrate their behavior. And when you tell them, hey, we're about to punish you for that behavior, we're going to come in there and we're going to wipe this village off the grid because we can't, we're not going to risk our lives to go in there and seize weapons and make arrests. You need to get out. They don't leave. It's like Floridians and hurricanes. I'm not going That's so true. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. And, um, you know, and, and, and then, and, and they die, but you know, the American people don't hear the story of the, the Afghan family who was killed by being burned to death. What they hear is that, you know, a, a 500 pounder dropped from, you know, a warthog, an A-10 killed, you know, six innocent civilians, or we take these one couple of stories of mismanagement or, and it's very easy to get lost in the war. And I don't think civilians understand that either. It is very easy to get over into a war-torn country. They say idle hands are of the devil. And when you're idle in war, the devil is at work. You begin to hate the country that you're in. You begin to hate the players and the game. You're constantly studying your enemy and you're reading all of the negative things about the enemy and you are convincing yourself and you are preparing yourself mentally to kill these people or murder them. We have dark thoughts in those downtimes and any combat soldier, any infantryman that tells you otherwise, well, he wasn't prepared to do what he needed to do. And I bet you he didn't successfully navigate. You have to, I mean, I'll be the first one to say you have to reverse. I don't want to use the R word, but you have to reverse some thoughts in your head when you come home. Uh, And it takes years to, uh, because when you're embedded in a place like that every night, thinking about the atrocities and stuff, you begin to hate and you put an image of hate on that hate. And, it's towards a, a, it's towards certain people. And then when you come home, I mean, for me, at least I had to reverse and I look back at all the things I said and did over there. And I was like, Oh man, but it's just the war mindset you get in. There's no, there's no, I, when you're at war, there's no idealism. There's no sugarcoating it. There's no, um, I mean, I don't know what you'd call it. There's, it's just no empathy. Yeah, it's straight savage. of empathy, and and the people that you're with are generally toxic at that point, right? We yeah. and, and oh, toxicity yeah. feeds off of it. So if I'm hanging out with Tyler at 21 years old, in the middle of a shithole, we're both miserable. We're both hot. We haven't had an ice cube in nine months. We haven't had ice in a soda pop in nine months, in five months, we haven't, you know, the only magazines that we've seen are Maxim magazines that just get you horny enough. (laughs) They don't show you enough to make it happen. Or we're staring at these care packages that are full of boxes of brownie mix that you have zero eggs to cook the brownies with or butter or anything. So you're just staring at a box of brownies that you'll never get to eat. And and you're mad and you're angry and you look over to him and you use a racial slur in, in, in regards to the bad guy. And then he re goes back to a funnier racial slur. And then now it's really funny. And the whole crowd is laughing and everybody is laughing at the dehumanization of the enemy. 
And then it gets darker and darker as the night progresses. Man, the next time I find one of those motherfuckers, I'm going to shit on his chest. And then we all like think that's really funny. And you become desensitized. And then the next night, the conversations go the same way. And the next night, and the next night, until combat happens two or three weeks later, and those thoughts and those actions of what you were talking about start coming to the forefront of your brain, and you start doing stupid shit and saying stupid shit, and then... You, you have a complete lack of empathy and now you have to live with that the rest of your life. And, and, and I've seen this with helicopter attacks and it's not on the, the scale of the, I just put like, that's the extreme. But if you remember, there was a story and this was a Julian, uh, Julian Assange story uh, that broke. And it was a, about an Apache pilot that, that whacks like six fucking people and showed no remorse for it. I guarantee you if he, that Apache pilot looking back now is embarrassed with his actions, but in the moment, those actions were so embedded into his brain from all of the, the rhetoric that, that had developed over the three or four months of deployment in his brain that that seemed funny or logical at the time. And I don't know that you can try somebody or judge somebody for that kind of brain warping. It's yeah. not their fault. They didn't ask to be brain warped. And by the way, the military government has never said or done anything to try to curve that kind of behavior. Well, there's if no anything, the government has made it even more appropriate to use that kind of rhetoric because they take away things like jerking off sex. They take away any outlet drinking. They take away any outlet of fun. You can't have like casual days over in the sandbox, you know, unless you're a pogue, unless you're not even in the combat realm, but these combat guys, these guys at fire bases at fobs, um, and OPs and things like that, they are so detached from anything fun and they are kept miserable. I mean, some of these, uh, you know, in, in the, what was it? The case of Bo Bergdahl, you know, what thing that set him off was that they were forced to wear razors on their kit because during a three day battle, none of them took the time to shave their faces. So this hate is actually perpetuated by the, you know, by, by command staff. And it makes you hate the other side and things happen. How does that relate to today? I would like to say that I don't agree with what's going on on the Gaza Strip in regards to civilians being killed in a, in a big number. I also am not blind to the fact that it has to happen or innocent, completely innocent people. There, there has to be, somebody has to die. Somebody has to go away. That's the fact. And... I am on the side of, well, you know what? Your side fucked up and you guys are all going to pay the price. And Dude. that sucks. Dude, let me tell you, I think it was Brent that gave me the, yeah, it was Brent that gave me the best analogy to them. It's like your, um, your little brother poking the shit out of you, poking the shit out of you, poking the shit out of you, poking you. you turn around and you deck him and he runs to mom, the UN and says, he hit me. And it's like, man, you, you know, like, you keep doing this, they're going to solve the problem and they're going to solve the problem in a way that it's not pretty. And a lot of people don't agree with, but it's not their fucking fight. They're not the ones getting poked all the time. So, right. and that's what I, I mean. Would, it's development of hate 
that perpetuates and it makes you so angry that you have to lash out. And how it relates now is because mainstream media is doing this on an anti-white race war and that is creating people to be so angry that they physically hate white people and white people are now being targeted even by other white people who hate white people. And I'm talking about Audrey Hale case in Nashville, Tennessee. And how do I know that this is, you know, when I did not want to cover this again, the point of today's episode is not to divide you. It is to take a look. Maybe we can find some empathy by talking this out. I tried to get a, a, a black man uh, uh, who is a law enforcement officer currently and is currently running for politics. He has another podcast at the same exact time today and he wasn't able to come in because I really wanted to hear his perspective. I don't like two white people talking about this without having, uh, you know, somebody who's attached to the case to, here to represent themselves or their culture. Um, somebody's like, well, themselves. Well, you know, <laughs> Triggered. it's what we're talking about. It's what we're talking about. If you go on Google right now, this is a simple test. It's a simple test. And I don't want you to do this to be angry. I just want you to do this to be educated. I want you to Google, if you will, you got a computer in front of you. You can do this. Josh Deadleg, Are you on? Our producer, yes, are you on? Yes, I hear you. Um, I want you to Google for us, white man kills black man. Just Google white man kills black man and read me the first three articles that you see. White man fatally shoots three black people at Florida store. White man fatally shoots black man who is complimented his and the white man fiddly shoots three ple cool. black people at Florida store. Now do me a favor. Type in black man shoots white man. <clears throat> Just the opposite. Black man shoots white man. Nothing crazy. Oh, it's the same exact same exact read them off for our listeners white man fatally shoots black man at Florida store white man fatally shoots three black people at Florida store. Okay. What would be the purpose of Google not allowing you to find any instances or do any research of a black person killing a white person. However, it will give you every instance of a white person killing a black person. I don't know the answer to that, except that what you guys messaged me and what you folks out there are seeing and by the way, these messages were coming from cops. Cops are probably tired of the reverse racism. And and maybe we say, maybe if you were black, you say, well, this is what you get. Now you know how it feels. Sure. I can empathize with that. But does that make the world a better place? Is that not going against what Martin Luther King and everybody was trying to preach? That we're all equal? Because I find that racism isn't really alive. I, I live in a town right now that was known as one of the most racist towns in America. There was a billboard that everybody likes to talk about in this town um, that, that was welcome to Johnston County's home of the Ku Klux Klan. People love to talk about it. my realtor before we bought this house. It was the first thing my realtor brought up was, hey, just to let you know, I have yet to meet a racist. I met one. It was a plumber way back in the day. Didn't hire him to do my work, but he was obviously 
and, and didn't have any money and wasn't very successful anyway. So who cares? I definitely didn't hire him because he was overtly racist. He used the N-word like three times. I've never seen the guy again. Other than that, and by the way, that was the first time I'd ever hung out with a white person that just openly used the word, the N-word. I have been on this earth for 40 years. In 40 years, I have not hung out with a single white person who comfortably dropped the N-word in casual conversation. Yeah, that's another level, dude. That's another I level. haven't done it. 40 years. I haven't done it except that one time. One time. Now, I've been chastised uh, from from other from other folks, and I've been called lots of racial names and terms, and I've heard racial terms from other, obviously being a cop in an all-black community, I have heard everything under the sun from that community, um, but I've never heard it directly from a white person, nor have I ever worked a white racist crime. In eight years, I've worked stabbings, shootings, kidnappings, several murders, um, uh, pedophilia, child trafficking, human trafficking. Um, I've worked heroin cases, dope cases, fentanyl cases. I've worked um, fraud cases. I've I worked one case uh, arson where where a woman let a set a man on fire, poured gasoline on him, straight lit him up on fire. I mean, name the crime. I've seen it but I've never worked one single white on black race crime. Have you? No, I've never. So what, what is this racism that we hear so much about? Where, where is it coming from? It, the, it, it's severely disproportionate from the reports to actual evidence of it even happening at all. Well, let's you know? read some of these articles really fast. Now, I didn't even search for articles. I literally I literally Googled and picked one of the top three articles that were not sponsored. So, meaning like I typed in Adam Johnson and the very first article that wasn't sponsored was from People Magazine. So, that's just how I picked it. Authorities in England announced on Wednesday that the man who was arrested on manslaughter charges in connection with the death of the hockey player, Adam Johnson, has been released on bail. Our investigation continues and we will provide further updates as and when we can. The suspect's name will not be made public until he is charged with a crime. Now, we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday. How do you arrest somebody and put them on bail if they haven't been charged with a crime? And even in UK, even on from the NPR, you can hear there's another uh, uh, UK journalist, a famous journalist out there, and I forgot his name at this point. But if you 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 can, he, he's going viral on YouTube right now because he said, "What is this mess? Why won't you name the guy?" In every other instance where a white man kills a black person in the UK, you immediately name all parties at hand when you can. How come you refuse to use the name Matt Peckrave in this case, as if we're all stupid? We all know the man in question is Matt Peckrave. Why won't you say his name? Because they are making it overtly a race issue. How do I know this to be real? I don't want to know this to be real. And, and again, I'm not trying to stir the pot. I'm going to 
I'm going to bring this full circle and give you something to be happy about because I'm, I, I don't want white people to be mad at, at black people. And I don't want black people to be mad at white people. What I want is all people to realize that mainstream media really, truly is your enemy. Yeah. If there's anything yeah. that I want to preach to you today is that mainstream media is doing terrorist activity here in the United States. This, to me, is domestic terrorism. Well, and a lot of people got to attend. It's not. It's not the old guy on the on the uh, news desk that's doing this. He's not the bad guy. The media is just an arm of the government elite. And I know. I don't. I know we're not trying to sound like it's a conspiracy podcast. Well, but six. It's a huge there's only tool. six news outlets. There's only six. Yeah. Twenty years ago, there was fifty-six. Now it's been reduced to six, and all six are major donors of political parties. Three and three. So what are the chances that three major rich ruling elite conservative companies and three rich ruling elite Democrat companies control one media? It's almost as if the three decided, let's get three from your side and three from your side and let's control everyone. Yeah. It, and it's a silly meme, too. You've seen it, but it's so it's actually really powerful. It's a drawing of like a redneck guy and like a gangster guy and one's white and one's black and they're holding like they're they're walking and they're fist bumping each other and it says <laughs> the one thing they fear the most is you mm. uh, us uniting mm. and it, it, like i said it's cheesy but it it's it's really true if everybody just turned and said we're not going to listen to this narrative anymore because i've never met a racist person a lot of people have never met a racist person well I, you know i i talked to jay Durrell um in my my studio because we do the monday show together which by the way absolute rager uncuffed mondays absolute raging right now and, and he'll say the same thing i mean to be born and raised in allegedly the most racist county in america one of them at least in north carolina uh racism is is dead here that's why i've always said i love it when these guys wear these little anti-nazi uh anti-nazi patches because they're basically just kind of virtue signaling that they're a tough guy but they know deep down that there aren't any Nazis. And so they're not going to get their ass whooped. If these guys really were anti-violence, if these guys were all about that life, they would be having like anti-gang member slogans, anti-Hell's Angels slogans, anti-Mongols, anti-Crips, anti-blood stuff on their things because those are the people who create real damage to entire communities, if not an entire culture of people. Yeah. Here's the story. White man fatally shoots black man who complimented his girlfriend. Now, this is a case that we all know. This is Ian Cranston uh, case back in the day. Um, this this was um, not too long. It was this last, it was a 2021. It was right at the, the peak of COVID. Oregon man has been charged with the murder of fatally shooting a black man. By the way, I say a black man because they boldened it in the article. This is from Revolt. Again, third article down when you type in white man kills black man. Third article down, not sponsored whatever revolt is www.revolt.tv forward slash article forward slash man fatally shoots black man. There you go. In bold letters, a black man who allegedly complimented his white girlfriend, allegedly complimented his white girlfriend. So not only are we going to go into what the color of everybody's race is, but now we're going to go into allegedly what they've done. And that's important because when we read these other articles, they're not going to use the words like allegedly. Cranston was charged with second-degree murder, first-degree manslaughter, second-degree manslaughter, assault, unlawful use of a weapon for the death of the 22-year-old 
Barry Washington Jr. On September 19th, Washington reportedly approached a white woman in bold letters outside the Capitol Club and gave her a compliment. Now, I don't know what the compliment is. I would love to know. I want to say it was probably like, hey, ma'am, you look really elegant tonight. Probably not. Probably not. It was probably like, hey, sugar tits. Lay out bad on that ass in your trunk, you know, or something extremely explicit. That would make me, and I've, it's happened to me and my wife. My wife and I were walking through downtown Raleigh. Homeless man. Don't even need to say the color of the homeless man. But he called my wife sugar tits. Oh, hey, sugar tits. Why don't you bend down over here and give me them smoochy? And I said, not today. And he said, shut the fuck up, white boy. I wasn't talking to you. And we just kept walking. And my wife said, I love you. And I said, why? And she's like, because you could have crushed that old man's skull into that fucking brick. And we probably could have escaped together and never got caught. And you just kept walking. I said, exactly. That dude was like fucking 80 years old. I would, I could kill, kill that dude with my bare hands. I'm I, sure I, can think of that. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Listen, there's nothing you can say to do to me. That's going to cause me to give up my freedom or my life. However, Touch my wife, touch my kids. I'll end your entire fucking bloodline. I'll go full Israeli Gaza Strip on you. Kill everyone close to you. So if that's the heat you want, you know, fuck around, find out. Um, the woman told Washington that she had a boyfriend. The Shoots County District Attorney Jan Hummel said the young man responded appropriately to her turning down his advances. Later that night, however, Washington became involved in a physical altercation outside of the bar with Cranston and other people he was with. Some words were exchanged and some punches were thrown. At that point, Cranston reported he pulled a gun out of his waistband and shot, striking Washington once. So here we go. Here is the case. White man fatally shoots black man who complimented his white girlfriend. Well, that's not why he shot him. Yeah. That's not why he that shot him at all. They were in a brawl. They were in a brawl. And I would be willing to bet that this brawl looked like this Las Vegas brawl where 15 black guys aging 17 to 13, we'll call them kids, black kids killed one white kid who was allegedly defending his friend's honor who had his earbuds, shoes, and a vape pen stolen. Okay, so why every single article here? And listen, we just read you these articles. It's white man fatally shoots black man who complimented his white girlfriend. But when we get to the very, very bottom of the article, then we find out that there's a lot more to the story. So let's go over to um, uh, to the Waukesha parade. So we just took that article. White man kills black man who complimented his girlfriend when we know that isn't the whole truth. Or the truth at all. It's almost like Breonna Taylor died in her bed asleep and she was an EMT nurse. None of that is true. SUV strikes marching band during Wisconsin holiday parade. Wow, that's interesting. So a black man runs over, you know, 16 or 24 white people in a parade who's known to hate white people and be a part of a terrorist organization known as uh um what's the 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 black group that hates uh that hates white people so bad right now uh, sovereign citizens 
He's a known sovereign citizen. That's not what the article says. The article says SUV strikes marching band during Wisconsin holiday parade. Disturbing video from witness Angela O'Boyle shows an SUV struck members of a marching band as they performed for spectators during a holiday parade. There's no sign of race. There's no sign of hate. There's no backstory. And hey, guess what, folks? Guess what, folks? There is no continued reading. That's from CNN. That's the whole article. Disturbing video from witnesses. Angela O'Boyle shows SUV struck members of a marching band as they perform for spectators during the holiday parade in Waukesha, uh, Wisconsin. End of story. Yep. It, 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 reads like, it reads like a tragedy. It, that's all it reads. It reads like a, a guy ran into it. It reads almost literally like, you know, it's like, not spun. Oh, freak accident. Yeah. <laughs> but but it wasn't. It was a man who was involved in domestic violence, who was running from the police, who had the time and the wherewithal to start at one end of the parade, rev his engine and speed up and maintain speed as he's running over people with no forethought or no aspirations at all of slowing down to preserve human life. The man yeah. in the Waukesha parade, they don't even say his name. In these articles, but well, this the thing about white these... man who killed a black man for complimenting his girlfriend hours before the, the, the fight and shooting occurred, we have his name in the first few paragraphs. The, the scary thing about all this is what we're talking about is that, you know, there's there's a huge middle ground of people that know not to side. With, but they're so easily influenced. How many people have you ever talked to where you give them statistics and they go, really? I thought cops killed way more black people. And it's because they're constantly reading stuff like this, and that's all they know. So they're not necessarily thinking like, oh, I, I, I'm one way or the other. But if they're not consciously trying to make themselves aware of stuff that you're doing right now, they're just like, oh, that's crazy. I thought there was wildly more racist people. And you're like, no. Because when you read articles every single day, let's go to this next one. Three white men are found guilty of murder killing Ahmad Autry. The three white men who chased down and killed Ahmad Aubrey, a 25-year-old black man who was jogging through their Georgia neighborhood last year, were all found guilty of murder charges. You, Unless you live under a rock, and you can go back and listen to our, our, our Ahmad Aubrey case, you can listen to our breakdown, unless you live under a rock. We all heard this over and over again, but we didn't hear about the black man uh, who sucker punched an old man while driving, or the other group of black men who drove by and just shot a guy on a bicycle and, and said, look at this white boy on a bicycle, and then just shot him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are we still there? Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, okay. I thought I accidentally... Yeah, uh, no, no, no. No, it's just a, it's so if we a, type in right now, this was a famous case. It was all over the TikToks and it did make headline news for just a minute. Um, but and, and this guy has been found guilty of it, and the teenager was crying in court here just recently. And I I think that was on Law and Crime Network. Um, but they ran up behind the guy, I'm gonna get this boy, I'm gonna get this white boy, I'm gonna get him using tons of white boy rhetoric, sucker punches this man and it kills him. These guys are found guilty. But when I type in black man sucker punches white man, the first thing that comes up, the very first article that comes up from The Guardian is Trump supporter sucker punches black protester. I was sucker punched in the jaw by a racist white man. Bystanders look on after man sucker punched in Brooklyn. Customers Rachel Slur drew a fatal punch. 
Uh, man who sucker punched dancing boys since seven years. So the only race thing that we have is, tr you know, the first three articles. And I typed in black man who sucker punched white man and killed him, which is a real article, which is something that really happened, which should be mainstream media news. And it was. But when you Google it, when you Google it, the first thing that comes up now, listen, black man who sucker punched white man is all I Google. Google it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. The first three articles, Trump supporter sucker punches black man. Second article, sucker punched in the jaw by a racist white man. Third article, bystanders look on after a man is sucker punched in Brooklyn. All having to do with white people punching black people. So they are narrating mainstream media. The mainstream ruling elite are are beating into your heads are filling your minds with false propaganda that there is a race war of white people hating black people and that isn't true whoa you went full alex jones bro it's not true <laughs> it's not fair and it's not true and there are people out there who are fucking mad at black people right now sliding into my DMs, Tyler. They're sliding my DMs saying, this is some racist bullshit. If that guy was white, it would be all over the news. Oh, this is fucking black. If this happened to black people and that in itself is kind of fucking racist and it sounds bad, but I understand where their anger is coming from because when I sit here and I Google it myself, it makes me angry. But I know because I'm not a fool that this is the point. That's what they want. That's what they want. Like you said, they don't want the white man and the black man knuckle bumping each other. They want us they most? to stay what? divided. Here's what you guys been searching. I've I found a fact check from Reuters from okay. 20, 2022. That's They're trying to fact mean. check saying that the reason why this uh, specific thing wasn't covered was because of race. And then he had to dig down to find like specific tiny little all news, news 20, Fox 24, 29 in Philadelphia, news NBC 10. So they're trying to say that it, it didn't get coverage, but they're trying to assert that it did get coverage. No, NBC 10 Philadelphia is not national coverage. So they're trying to assert that this did get national coverage, but then they're supporting evidence for national coverage is Philadelphia. So they're trying to fact check themselves to prove what you're like. They're proving more proving your point with their own fact check. Idiots. So, and was that and in, in for the Hinnant case? This was from a completely different case that was in Philadelphia in 2022. If we go over Did to it, NBC News, there's an article that says 84 year old white man who shot black teen who mistakenly went to his door pleads not guilty. You can read the article, Liberty, and this is coming from NBC News. A white, a white 84-year-old homeowner who was accused of shooting a black, capitalized black teenager after the high schooler mistakenly came to his Kansas City home, entered a not guilty plea Wednesday, and the judge scheduled his trial for next year. Very, very race-baity there. Now, That's what it um, is, race-baiting. I've been sitting here thinking of what that term is for like 40 minutes. It's race-baiting. So let's go here. Let's go here. So this is what NBC's article was on an 84-year-old. So the headline here is 84-year-old white man shoots black teen. That's the headline. 84-year-old white man who shot black teen. Uh, by the way, by the fucking way, 84-year-old white, the W is not capitalized. 84-year-old white, all lowercase, man, all lowercase, who shot black uppercase uppercase black 
it does it through the whole article. When they reference white man, it's not capital. When they when they reference black teenager, it's capital. Again, these are subtleties. These are subtle racial cues, literally baiting the race hook to make everybody to make black people hate white people more and white people to be more angry. Now in that same token, 84 year old white man kills black man for knocking on his door. Here we have one of the most horrific cases. I never broke it down. I didn't deep dive it because it makes me, it makes me afraid. It makes me scared. I have five kids. I'm deeply in love with my children. They are my heart and my soul. Um, and if something like this happened to them, uh, one of them, I don't know what I would do, but a North, this is the headline, North Carolina man sentenced to life for shooting neighbor's five-year-old son in the head. There's no mention of race here. North Carolina man sentenced to life for shooting neighbor's five-year-old son in the head. A North Carolina man, not a black man. Remember the other article, 84-year-old white man kills black man. In this article, it's a North Carolina man will spend the rest of his life behind bars after copying to a uh, uh, to a plea deal, allowing him to accept criminal responsibility for the murder of a five-year-old boy uh, more than a year ago. He stopped just short, however, of admitting his guilt. Darius in Sesums 25 entered, not no mention of race yet, entered an Alford plea on Thursday in Cannon Hennett's shooting death, according to WRAL, the local news, the judge sentenced him to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Locals and family expressed shock, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they don't talk about what happened in the case, though. They, they don't tell you what this man actually did. I live in this town. That this I live just outside of this town. This happened in Wilson, North Carolina. I live uh, just a couple of, uh, you know, uh, less than 20 miles from this. The young man was outside playing on his bicycle, and before he was playing on his bicycle, he was in the yard with his sisters, and they were playing basketball. As the young man, five years old, got on his bicycle, a black man named uh, Darius um, – uh, um, I'm so sorry um, – Darius Sussums ran outside of his house, ran up to the kid. The mother saw this and she said, I believe that he was just running out to play with the kids. He ran up to the oh five-year bull boy, pulled a gun out, held it to the child's head and blew his fucking brains out in front of his two little sisters. Oh. The headline oh. reads North Carolina man sentenced to life for shooting neighbors, five-year-old versus 84 year old white man who shot black teen who mistakenly went to his door, pleads not guilty. North Carolina man sentenced to life for shooting, son in head, pleads not guilty. 84-year-old white man who shot black teen, mistakenly went to his door, pleads not guilty. And we know that he didn't shoot, the, uh, if we go to the other one, um, uh, white man fatally shoots black man who complimented his white girlfriend. This is all proof that mainstream media wants to destroy the black and white friendship. Hey. Mainstream media is the enemy. Well, let me ask you your opinion on this, Eric. With these articles that come out and the, in the whole industry in itself, right? Do you think it's said from the top down to the newest article writer, the newest author, right? The newest person that's hired to the firm to write columns. Do you think it's said to them, hey, we need to change this, 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 and this? Or do you think that they know going into their new job, if they use race baiting, 
the people above them will go, Ooh, I like that article. Let's put that up. And it perpetuates the race baiting. I think that they do it for money. Absolutely. Is that what you're asking? I'm just kind of asking, like, do you think it's said out loud in, let's just go with the, 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 you, yeah, you I the do. Guardian. I do. Yeah. Like you're, you're at we work. We do it on this show all the time. I mean, we all, we often on this show go back and forth on the title. I'm very, we're very aware. I don't want to say I, because Drew um, and Josh are very careful that we do not, we have to use clickbaity titles because you won't get any listens or views. Your, your message won't be heard unless you do so. Okay. But there's a fine line on how you present that information and you have to, to be critical thinkers. Now, are we successful at it? I don't know. You know, we're not the biggest podcast in the world yet. Um, we're not, you know, we get, you know, close to 100,000 downloads a month, but, you know, we're nowhere near like Tim Pool or, you know, any of these you know, uh, Sean Ryans and and things like that. So, and Sean Ryan doesn't do news, but, you know, Don ba uh, Bongino, Don Bongino, we'll go with him. Um he does news, uh, but, you know, very, very right-sided news. We are not trying to do what they're doing, and it is difficult. So I know there's a conversation, getting back to your answer. I know there's a conversation of how do we tell this now? The person who wrote the article doesn't write the title. The person who wrote the article doesn't even write the description. Of the oh, article. I did not know that. Okay. No, they have a whole team that does that because they have to use keywords um, and podcasts yeah, yeah, in general. Yeah. It's a Google, it's a, it's like a Google algorithm for podcasts. So if I write mainstream media causes race war, nobody is Googling mainstream media causes race war. So this podcast will not really make it out on an algorithm. It will only be seen by the people who already listen to this show. Now, if I want to hit it on the algorithm, then I need to name it something like um you know the las vegas kids name i need to use names is something that people are googling um and 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 it is a constant battle and we don't have enough money to pay somebody drinking bros has enough money they literally pay somebody to sit and work and titles they, and they change them throughout that one that every you know when the algorithm changes they'll go back and change old episodes to match the new algorithm they will. And but he, the, what's going on with mainstream media news is it's not just that because what they have done here is 84 year old white man all uncapitalized kills black teen capitalized. The title, that's not for algorithm purposes. That's just that is just because the algorithm doesn't care what's capital and what's not. That's just to piss you off. Yeah, that's just oh, yeah. to let the black person say he shot one of us and it's for the white people to go. Well, why did they capitalize the black guy and not the white guy? You see what I'm saying? That Division. Genius, diabolical. It's diabolical genius. How can we take one title and piss both sides off equally? Because if they wanted the white person to have empathy for the black person, they would have went ahead and put white man and black man capitalized, and that wouldn't be an issue. And then the white people would be mad at white people, and the black people would be mad at white people. And we all kind of agree on something there. But they don't. What they want is they want you to be mad at the white man not being capitalized because that makes you sound really fucking racist when that's what you care about in this article. So it's very low-key um, asshole. It's, it's like those, it's like, you know, people in a relationship that are petty. 
you know, there's petty people in a relationship that, that do kind of shit like this, where they'll leave out, you know, play petty games. Like let's not capitalize this or capitalize that. Um, you know, I'm not a big think, fan of that, that kind of stuff. And I will. Do you think social media, do you think social media is doing a good job of not baiting people and just putting it out there for the world to see? Or do you think social media? Is no, I think people social? like us on social media do a good job, but I mean, that's why they're trying to curb, to curve it. I mean, that's why guys like you guys, that's why guys like us get shadow banned so often, or, or that's why you get demonetized for months on end. You know, when you're simply just having fun on the internet, not saying anything crazy or out of the norm that the left would be saying. And, and, and there is no argument that people on the left can say hateful and diabolical things, very insightful things. And it does not get taken down. We could do a whole episode on that. Just like I just proved to you that Google wants black people and white people to hate each other. I mean, that's proof. Google wants black people and white people to fucking hate each other. That might be the title of the show. I don't know. We have to change it. But I mean, it, 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 I think social media no, I don't think social media does a good job. I think people on social media try to do a good job. People like conservative ant, people like Joel Patrick, people like Brandon Tatum, uh, Candace Owens. Uh, I know that Candace Owens is having some beef right now with, um, uh, what's his name? But, uh, you know, I like, I like both of those. I like both of them. I, you know, the same team. Oh, Crowder. No, um, she's in it with, uh, the Jewish boy. Um, he's young as girl. What's it? Jin Shapiro. Um, <laughs> for real? <laughs> I remember yeah. when she was, her and Crowder were going at it for a while. Uh, you know, but I mean, and, and the only reason they're going at it is because they're all competing in the same space for clicks, likes, yeah. and money. And that's, I mean, you know, and that, that just kind of goes to show you that these guys have lost their, uh, they've lost their eyes on what the prize is. And the prize is exposing mainstream media. And I think a lot of these influencers realize very quick that if they sell out to mainstream media via the right or via the left, they can get rich really, really quick. Yeah. Um, I want us all to get rich really, really quick. I'm just still idealistic enough. Like I'm still young. I'm only like three years into the podcast game. I'm still young enough and idealistic enough. I'm like that young street cop that thinks he can fix the street that's been a ghetto <laughs> for fucking 30 years. I feel like I can still make it. You know, I think you and I had a conversation months ago about being an anti-hero and how you were going to go against the grain. And I said, well, good luck with that. You'll, you'll never make any money if you don't sign with anybody, if you don't neck with anybody. I mean, you're going to have to be top 1%, you know, completely sold out to your game, studying and bringing something to the table that nobody else can. You, I mean, Jordan Peterson's a great, a great example of that. You know, if you are as talented and as smart and as knowledgeable and as dedicated as Jordan Peterson, maybe you can make it. But Joe Rogan didn't make it that way. Um, uh, Sean Ryan didn't make it that way. You know, none of these guys, you know, uh, Brandon Tatum didn't make it that way. You know, all of these guys in some way or another have to to pick a side and have to join a, a, a network or a team. It, there is some give and take. I'd still like to think that maybe we'll get lucky and and make it, but probably not. You know, we'll probably always just be you know, we're still top 5%, top, we're top 1%, but, you know, will we be, you know, right up there with Candace Owens or Brandon Tatum or any of those guys? Uh, you know, I'd like to say yes. I'd like to be, you know, at the top of the game, like a barstool sports. I don't know if it'll happen because, you know, we're, we're, we don't do what we, we don't do what we, we have to do. And that's make. You know, the, big question, the big question is, uh, you know, if you start getting up there and your sponsors start saying, hey, we don't like this 
you know, then what do you do? Right. Yeah. And then and that's why we went after sponsors and not a sponsorship agency. I mean, we could sign with an agent today. We could, I could, I could get off of this podcast right now. I could, I could, I, I have three of them on speed dial. I could get in my phone right now, call three of the agents and say, sell me ads, go. And they'll take 15% and they'll sell ads all day. However, I will then be on the phone 20 hours a week about, well, you know, we want to bring on this one, but can we put them on an episode where you're not going to use this kind of rhetoric? Can we get them on an episode where we're maybe not going to talk about this? Oh, hey, listen, we saw that thing you posted on social media. Or, hey, we saw that thing you tweeted out the other night. Yeah, man, listen, like, we're trying to get this advertiser on the door and they're probably going to go look at your Twitter. And by the way, the girl who we're going through on this, she's very leftist. And I, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to strike a deal you know, if she's going to see your Twitter, is there any way you can take that Twitter down? I don't want to get involved in that. That's why I love officerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack. That's why we partner. And that's why I say like, dude, listen, and, and hey, let's have this conversation real quick. This is important. Cops fucking don't like to support other cops. They just don't like to do it. If, if, a, if, if a cop is playing, if a cop made it into the NHL and he was day viewing in the NHL, leaving the police department to go play hockey. Do you know how many fucking cops from his department would be there to watch? Two of his buddies that were his friends more than his sure. coworkers. Sure. That's it. Uh, two, maybe. <laughs> and, then, and that's if they're off that day anyway. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm not going to burn hours for you. <laughs> yeah, they won't. God, I mean, the whole brotherhood thing is such a scam. It's such a it sham. Is. The brotherhood's only the brotherhood when there's a networking opportunity or uh, there's an opportunity to show face. I mean, maybe on a SWAT team, on the SEU teams, you can find that. Very, very difficult and very, very unlikely to find that on on just your regular squad. There's way more politicking, way more backstabbing under the table going on there. Listen, I survived it. It was nothing to me because I knew you can't politic somebody who doesn't give a fuck. You can't yeah. politic against somebody who knows he's never going to get promoted and doesn't care. So I I was fine. But man, I there was there's guys that I I would laugh. I, I laugh at him to this day. Um, I, I, some of them have made it to right where they want to be. And 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 I don't know how they act now because I don't work with them now. But you know, I, I smile and I'm happy for them. But I also know what kind of a piece of shit they were to get there. Here's a great example. One time I knew this guy, he was really trying to get in good graces with this sergeant. And he knew that the sergeant was was on the promotion board and would be leaving and going to a special squad very soon. And this particular officer really wanted to make it to that squad. And he was going so hard to get in the graces of this sergeant. And there was a gentleman, um, and I, I'm going to be very loose with the story because I don't want the story to get back to him. Um, uh, but, but there was, there was an incident with a trespasser and I, and, and, and he was there and another officer was there and I was the, I was a young, the younger officer there. And, um, and I, and I got there and the man was being non-compliant and he was going to be combative. And, um, but you can't just pepper spray somebody or taste somebody for passive resistance. Um, it, just because they're turtling up doesn't mean you can start beating on that ass. Um, there has to be some kind of an affirmative movement. And so when I pulled up, it was a very large man, very large man. And the two guys that I was with were both studs, man, CrossFit champs. And they were ready to go. And this guy was doing the turtle shell thing. And I was like, you know, just kind of being in the foreshadows. And they got the guy to stand up and they went to put his hands by his back. And he thrashed around and he shoved one of the officers. And the guy looked at him and said, Tansy, get him. And I, because I had my can of pepper spray up. I literally went to spray him and this other officer says, 
check the wind first, move to your left. I took like four steps to my left and hosed him down and watched the mist float off in the distance. Brilliant move on his part. That's how seasoned these cops were. The sergeant that was getting promoted shows up and said, well, who sprayed him? He said, man, we had him. We had him. Tansy just came up, Leroy Jenkins, and sprayed him in the face. <laughs> but it's all right. I've got, uh, um, I've already got Tansy's paperwork started and um, I've already got EMS on the way and I've already uh, instructed Tansy where to uh, get the guy to flush his face out with water. None of that was true. None of that was Apologies. true that he told the sergeant. Apologies. One, he told me to spray the guy. Two, I called for EMS. And then I called another uh, fire station chief and asked him if I could bring him there. But this guy trying to get into these graces of his sergeant, yeah. you know, there's a lot of that going on. And, um, you know, so... It's it's very difficult to get cops in general to support even somebody like OfficerPrivacy.com. They're too cool for school. They don't like that some detective, forensic detective, figured out a way to protect them. Um, there's a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of animosity, a little bit of a fucking you're a nerd, um, and so they don't support. You know, I, I you know if you're a law enforcement officer and you listen to the show and you buy a bed and it's not a ghost bed, or if you're not trying to at least buy a cooling sheets or buy the cooling pillows, I mean it's kind of fucked up because there's not a lot of companies that will support a guy like me for three years paying um, six figures for advertising to support to support a channel that says all of the things that we say. Yeah, if you're it, not it, willing to support a company like that, it's, it's, I mean, it's dude, hard because, dude, they're they're business wise. Anybody would tell these sponsors, "Hey, man, that's not smart." But they they believe in the cause, they believe in in the show, and they're willing. You know, Dollar Bear Knuckles was a great example. We told we yeah. gave him this exact speech. The Fraternal Order of Police is not going to help you guys get cops here in the door because cops don't fucking like the Fraternal Order of Police. That 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 was it. That FOP has been dead for thirty fucking years. Yeah. Irrelevant for thirty fucking years. You said it. You said it to them yourself, verbatim almost. And um, and and, and cops just aren't going to they go other way. But then you've got a guy like Ken Shamrock who says, "I don't care. This is a hill I'm willing to die on. I want first responders to see this. I want them to be here. I want this to be for them." Dude, for somebody to be that successful and be that out of his way, who could literally capitalize on all the bullshit that the UFC is going through right now, instead, all he's trying to do is meet up and work with first responders, law enforcement specifically, and law enforcement, and you guys aren't like the biggest Ken Shamrock fans right now? Crazy, crazy. Support those who support you. Go to officerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack. Go to ghostbed.com. I get it. You don't make a lot of money and you may not be able to afford a $1,200 bed, even though I promise you, you have my word that it will make your work life a thousand times better. <laughs> It'll make your life better to get a good night's sleep, to sleep on something. It's a good investment that you probably don't want to make, but you know, you should, you should make, um, you know, so, so well, support the sponsors. There's studies out there that show how dumb people are when you don't invest. Your bed should be over your automobile, your investment. Your bed should be one of the things that you sure. invest in most because of your the amount of time you, you spend in it. Somebody tries to me about PTSD and I can't sleep and da 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 da. And I say, dude, how old is your bed? And they're like, what? I don't fucking know. I'm like, well, why don't you start there? Yeah. Uh, because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a believer, dude. Once I switched over, 
um, and, and got, you know, a real bed, like a real ghost bed, like made a real adult decision. And, um, yeah, I, I used the same promo code guys. I didn't get, I didn't get a free bed from ghost bed. I got the two free fucking pillows, but I also bought two pillows using my promo code when my wife's pregnant. Cause she likes to, when's the, when's the, 50, when's the 50% off end? Is that soon? It probably go to black Friday. Okay. I would guess that's a good deal. Um, that's a good deal. But you know what? I went to the ghost bed facility and the insane amount of work that they put into those beds is ridiculous. They're made right here in the USA. I got to see right where they're made. Um, they're designed. Um, dude, their product testing is fucking next level insanity, bro. It was wild. I don't want to get into it on this show, but um, those guys are salt of the earth. They're not like right-wing conservatives by any stretch at all. They're just people who believe in law enforcement and veterans and give us an outlet and let us do our thing. They don't necessarily agree with the shit that we say, but they don't take our sponsorships away. Yeah. They don't, they, you know, we were going through all the things that we were going through when we had our Uvalde stuff. They didn't give a fuck. You know, they said, were you being mean? I said, no. And they were like, were your, were your intentions good? Yeah. Yeah. Were you trying to make the world a better place? Sure. We got you. We yeah. got you. Sling some beds, baby. And we've always done a good job with ghost bed. Um, and, and I hope we're doing good with officerprivacy.com. Uh, and if you're an influencer out there, um, you know, protect your family, go to, go to officerprivacy.com. Uh, guys, again, I, I have to reiterate, we're, we're leaving the show. Please just support us, support us. Give us a five-star rating and review. If you've made it this far, one hour and eight minutes into the show and you've, and you've survived even the last eight minutes of, uh, ad reads, <laughs> Please, a five-star rating and review is all we're asking here. I'm, you know, you could join the Patreon for $3. That'd be dope. You could leave a super chat. That's always rad. We always appreciate it. You could join the paid YouTube. That's great. But I mean, what would make what makes us smile, what makes us, I mean, just so happy is even the simple rating and review. Guys, we like the show. We love the show. Hey guys, keep it going. It's hitting us up in our DM. It's following us on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and being involved, letting us know what you think. I love it how you guys say, I'm so sorry to hit you up right now. I don't want to bother you. It doesn't bother me. This is what I signed up for. I want your fucking wackadoodle messages. Now, listen, if, you, if you're if you just spamming me and sending me every funny gif that you see, like that, that I've probably already seen, I'm going to stop checking your shit. Like, you've got to fucking earn it. Like, I GIF want is, quality over quantity here, baby. GIF, but, GIF um, is a peanut butter. GIF is a peanut butter. It's GIF. GIF. Sorry, I'm 40. Um, give me your giffies. I'm almost 40. Uh, give me your giffies. And um, but you know, I love I love the information. You know, some of these guys, this is one I like this week really fast before I let you go. I love this one this week. But um I had two people message me. I said, Hey man, you say a lot of the same things over and over again on multiple shows. And so I could be mad at that and say like, man, fuck you, like get a life. But I don't. What I think is, wow, you are so in tune to my show that you catch that. And here's my response to them was, we do five shows a week on this channel. Some, Well, really on the, on the network, there's like seven or eight shows now on the network, anti-hero, getting a grip on things, grommet vomit. There's uh night shift TSI about to have a sports show. Come on. So, um, but some people listen to the Friday breakdown and don't listen to Uncuff Mondays because they're racist and Uncuff Mondays has a black guy on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
some people listen to true crime, but don't listen to my political news. Some people listen to Com Center, but they don't listen to true crime. So, you know, we have different audiences every day of the week. So just because I said it on Monday, I said it to that audience. And it's not that, you know, not every, I mean, I, majority of the people do not listen to all of the shows. You guys are the minority. Those that are tuning in like five days a week to all those shows, you're the minority. Um, I had somebody at my distillery last night that was saying, man, I really, really love Uncuffed and I really love Wednesdays, but I hate, I absolutely hate true crime and I hate the dispatcher show and I hate the breakdown. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, it means nothing to me. I'm there for Monday and Wednesday. I also talked to a female last night that says she hates every show on the channel except true crime. And she only exactly. tunes in on Tuesday. So my point being is I say the same things for different shows because I'm trying to hit new audiences. But I love that you guys are so in tune with this show that you send me messages like that. So please make your own reels. Join our FTS underscore Wolfpack. Be part of our community. Get in the live chats on the YouTubes. Get all involved in this shit. Get up in there. I bet you there are no podcast hosts out there. We have a team of like eight dudes here and girls that we're all willing to go in on you. Funny story is I went to the podcaster not too long ago and they were so offended by the amount of DMS that they got. They would not give out any address. They wouldn't get a PO box for, for gifts. Instead, they would expect me to get the gifts and then distribute them to them. I've got the balls to give everybody like basically my fucking home address at times. If I really, you know, trust you and I get it. Listen, is it, you know, if you, you want to find me, I guess you can find me, but, um, uh, I, we, we get care packages every time. I trust and love our fans. And I trust the Wolfpack. And listen, if somebody tries to come after me, I got a whole fucking Wolfpack people that will come to my, uh, to come to my help. So please don't ever feel weird. Don't feel awkward to reach out to anti-hero podcasts in the DMs. Don't reach out. Uh, feel free to reach out to Night Shift TSI. We might not get back to you promptly. Might not get back to you promptly because we all have kids and we have life. But I promise you, I bet I, I don't promise, but I I would be willing to bet we'll get back with you very quickly. Is that true, Ron Antihero? I'm a fucking loser, dude. I'm always on my phone. So if you see it's on red and no response, it's just because I haven't gotten to the response. But like you, I'll read something and I'll be busy as shit. But I mentally know to go back and reply like maybe yeah. four hours later when I get a chance. It's not a burden, man. You guys are not. A burden, and I think it is funny. I think it's genuine that you guys apologize for your messages. Like, hey, sorry to bother you, but I wanted to see if you saw this article. Bro, stop. <laughs> stop with the sorry to bother you. This is where we make our living. I get to podcast for a living. <laughs> it's insanity that I can sit behind a fucking microphone and 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 you guys want to hear what I have to say. I just hope that I don't give you bad information. I hope I, I don't give you guys... Uh, less of what you I, I want to give you more value than what you expect and we expect that out of anti-hero podcast who just fucking rages getting a grip on things who's just crushing right now night shift tsi and anthony ramande our whole thing is to make first responders smile laugh and have a good time share us with other first responders get first responders in the board there's not a lot of people that fucking got your back baby there's a bunch of fucking tiktok dancing political police out there poisoning the profession and there's not a lot that will say IA can go get fucked today. Yeah. So anything else, Tyler? No, man, I think we covered it. 
Guys, thank you for joining us on another Feller Stop Breakdown. Guns up. Giddy up. Josh, Dead Leg Media, producing us. Thank you. Love you. See you guys on the next one. Happy, happy Thanksgiving.